Welcome to The Road Back to Life with Ashley and Don, a program brought to you by Patients for Patients with Kidney Disease and their Families, hosted by The Road Back to Life, a mentoring group for kidney patients. For more information on The Road Back to Life, visit us at theroadbacktolife.com. Now here's your hosts, Ashley and Don. All right, today I am here in studio in Linwood, and it's Don and myself. Don is, of course, over in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, how are you doing today, Don? I'm doing great, Ashley. It's a beautiful day outside, and uh, hopefully uh, we're going to have a great show today. And, and, you know, I was just thinking that maybe today we would just uh, kick around a subject that's kind of um, – tender to some people who uh, have kidney disease and are on dialysis, and that is, you know, how do you ask for a transplant? Um, you know, it's it's kind of a personal thing, and, and at the same time, um, it's, I don't think it's quite as hard as we make it out to be, but having said all of that, I, you know, I, I'm going to ask you, Ashley, you know, um, when you thought about having a transplant and it came to that time, uh, did you have a difficult time asking for uh, a kidney or or asking people if they'd like to donate a kidney? I did have a difficult time. Um, I was fairly young when I was put on the transplant list. I was, you know, in my mid-20s, and I had been kind of secret about my disease. It wasn't something that I shared with a lot of people. It wasn't something that I openly talked about. Um, I didn't want them to view me different or view me as a sick person. So I, I kept quiet about it. So when I got to the point of needing a transplant, I think that it was actually a surprise to a lot of people. Um, they didn't know what I had been going through or what I'd been dealing with. Um, so when I was having my workup done at the University of Washington to be listed on the transplant list, that was my time that I started sharing with people. And I really used social media to my advantage. So I was giving everyone updates. I was letting them know how my appointments were going, what they were saying, um, how long they thought I may be on the transplant list. And that was kind of my way of asking for a transplant, asking if anyone wanted to donate to me. It was hard for me to just come out and say, would you like to give me a kidney? Or I didn't start knocking on people's doors. Um, but by me giving me by me giving them updates and kind of saying, this is what I need. Uh, this is my future. This is what I'm looking for. That's when I started hearing from people saying, I'd like to donate to you. What's your blood type? How can I go about this? Uh, what's the first step that I need to take to possibly be your donor? And that's how I kind of went about it because I was, um, you know, I was secretive about it. So I didn't want to just all of a sudden come out one day and say, I need a transplant. Who's going to donate to me? Um, so I kind of, I just give, I gave them updates of my health and uh, what was going on in my life. And that's kind of how I went about it. What about you, Don? Did you... Just how do you ask for a transplant if you did ask for one or for someone to be your donor? <laughs> well, I was told I was going to get a get a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my daughter told me she was going to give me a kidney, and I 
I, uh, I, I said, you know, you, you don't want to do that. Uh, you know, what happens if one of your kidneys goes bad? You know, you, you know, you know, might need it. She says, dad, uh, when kidneys go bad, they generally go bad. Both of them go bad at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take two of take them both out. So, you know, I had to really, really reconsider that whole thing. Um, and, and, her and I went to, went to lunch a few times, and and we talked, and you know I had to be good with with it, and I had to make sure that her family was good with it, her husband, uh, her kids, mm-hmm. uh, affects affects everybody, you know, and and, uh, and of course they were, mm-hmm. you know I was fortunate enough for that, and and you know before that when they told me. Uh, at uh, at the University of Washington, said, "Look, uh, you need to start asking people for uh, for possible donors. You know, and we can have them come in, and we'll check." And and I thought to myself, "Well, I got two brothers. Both of them have the same thing I have. I have no sisters. <laughs> you know, it runs rampant in my family. So I, uh, you know, who, who do I ask?" Other than people who weren't family members, and then how do I ask? Do I just walk up and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a kidney. How about giving me one?" You know, I I, don't, I found it really strange, you know, asking somebody to give a part of their body to me, mm-hmm. and and to go through what it takes to go through to uh, to donate a kidney. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had to I had to take and 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 be good with with everything my daughter uh wanted to do and and um and you know it's not like i didn't want a kidney and i didn't want her to give me a kidney it's just the fact that when you raise your kids you try to give them the best that you can possibly give them so that when they go out into this world they're they're prepared and they're set up and and you've done your part, and you give them these good gifts that you can give. And then when they get older, they turn right around and want to do the same for you. And it's uh, it's hard to accept sometimes because you've been the one that's been doing the giving. Now all of a sudden you got to you've got to consider the fact that you're going to be receiving the gifts. And, and, and for me, that was the hard part. Um, and, and that, uh, I wanted to make sure my daughter was going to be good afterwards and, and safe and, and have a long productive life. And she's doing well. I mean, very, very well. She goes in and gets checked up all the time and, and, uh, you know, she's doing good. And so, um, you know, I'm thankful for her and, and what she's done for me personally, um, you know, every day, every moment of every day. Um, you know, that that's kind of how I, I, I went about it. But, um, you know, have, have you talked to other people about how they asked uh, or, or, or how they feel about asking somebody for a kidney? Um, I have. Um, sorry, you had some tears going here in the studio, Don, with your story. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I have asked, and it it really seems like 
people, everyone kind of goes about it differently. Uh, some people are very open that they need a transplant and they're looking for a donor. I ran into a guy at Disneyland and he had a shirt made that said his blood type. It was right on the back of his shirt, his blood type, and then he needed a transplant. So um, I, of course, had to stop him and talk to that guy <laughs> um, because I actually was there one year post-transplant. Uh, so I've seen people put stickers on the back of their cars. Um, I've seen billboards. I've seen other people use social media. Uh, so it's pretty incredible the lengths that people will go to uh, to find a donor because, uh, I mean, they're probably, just like me, uh, desperate to get off of dialysis and to not wait as long as they may have to if they're on the transplant list. Because I know that I waited a little over three years, um, but some states, I mean, you can wait six, seven plus years, depending on your blood type, uh, depending on your situation, um, sometimes shorter, you know, just depending, everyone's different. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, people go to great lengths asking for a donor. Um, I've seen some pretty incredible things. Now, that wasn't my personal style. Um, I was, like I said before, a lot, a little bit more quiet about it. And um, I was just reaching out to family and close friends and people who knew me. Um, but, yeah, I've seen some pretty incredible things um, with that. So have you – what about you, Don? Have you spoke with um, patients and um, what they've done to ask for a donor? Well, yeah, and and actually, you know, I I haven't necessarily had to ask a lot of them. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a subject that that gets thrown out there once you're in the process of uh, of of being a kidney patient. I mean, you know, and somebody finds out you've been transplanted, and then the, the topic seems to come up, and and. One uh, one person I I, I knew personally, uh, his wife uh, let everybody at her work know um, oh. that uh, you know her husband needed a transplant and and stuff. And at, at the company picnic, he went to the company picnic, and this this gentleman walks up to him and says, "Are you so and so's husband?" And he says, "Yes." He says, "I hear you need a kidney." <laughs> And he said, yeah. And he says, well, I'll give you one. That's <laughs> he awesome. Goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, right. <laughs> the guy says, no, no, I, I want to give you one. He says, hey, and, and, and how do we go about doing this? So um, finally he quit arguing with the guy and said, okay, if you're serious about this, you know, you contact these people here. And, uh, and, and then they, they went through the process and I'll be darned, uh, it, they were a match and he's doing well. And, uh, and so, you know, I've, I've heard of, of teachers giving students, mm -hmm. uh, uh, kidneys. Uh, I've, I've heard of, of uh, conversations on airplanes, uh, ending up in, in donors, uh, you know, giving kidneys. Uh, I just, it's 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 really uh, amazing. I don't think there's any really one particular way of uh, of going about doing it as long as you get the word out. And I think that's the important part mm -hmm. is that if we take and let people know 
around us. You don't have to ask. You know, you, you know, they somebody can say, I, I hear you're on dialysis, and you can go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been on dialysis for, you know, however long, and and uh, right now um, I'm waiting for a, a kidney. I'm waiting for a donor, and so, you know, uh, as soon as I, I find a donor, then I can get transplanted and I can get off dialysis and, and kind of get my life back to normal again, and and it's it's just about as simple as that because if people are really interested, they'll start asking more questions, and the next thing you know, uh, somebody's going to go get tested. And it's just yeah. a matter of of letting it be known to enough people for the results to begin to happen. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and that's just, it's as simple as that. You don't have to ask them; you just need to let them know your need. And and that's that's pretty much the basic part of it. If if we go about you know with signs on our backs, and if that works, <laughs> hallelujah! <laughs> I'm not going to be one to argue about it. You know, mm-hmm. if it works, it works. And uh, and so it's it, it's it's those kinds of things that gets results. Um, you know, I, I was looking at uh, five to six year on a wait list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had about nine months into that wait list um, when I got transplanted. And the only reason I got transplanted so soon was because my daughter uh, was was the donor. And uh, and so we could get that taken care of. But my blood type was such that there's not that many out there, number one. And, and uh, you know, there's not that many kidneys available with that blood type mm-hmm. and uh and so it, it it stretches things out the other thing is 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 how do we encourage people to ask you know how do we encourage people to you know step outside their comfort zone and and such as yourself and myself and humble ourselves a little bit in order to get what we really need and it's not about asking to to get uh, so much as it is uh asking to someone to help help you get your life back together mm-hmm. um and and so you know how do we how do we encourage people to do that cuz i've heard so many people say well you know i'm too old for a transplant or or uh, you know i don't know of anybody that's going to give me a kidney or you know, things like that. So, I mean, do you have any ideas on that, Ashley? I mean, I think at first you just can't doubt yourself. So instead of, you know, putting transplant um, out of your mind and thinking that it may not be possible for you, talk to your doctor. Um, Get a referral to a transplant center and talk to them about it. Um, I mean, we've heard of people being transplanted at, um, you know, ages where other patients may think that they're too old to get a transplant. So before you say that you don't think you can get one, uh, definitely talk to a transplant center because you you might be amazed that you are actually eligible. uh, So why not try? And then I think it's about people sharing their story. Um, That's what I did. I just started sharing what I was going through and people saw the need 
uh, for me needing a donor, needing a transplant. Um, that's when I started hearing from people, uh, people contacting the transplant center that I was with, which was the University University of Washington, and people really wanting to help. And it, it wasn't in, you know, it's not me to ask for help. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. I'm usually the one doing the helping. Um, but by me sharing my story, it allowed me to not have to really step out. I, I was stepping out of my comfort zone because I was so quiet about it in the past, but it allowed me to just share a, a piece of myself. And then if people wanted to help, then they could step forward and help if they wanted to. Um, I had a lot of people who wanted to be my donor. I actually had two people get pregnant while they were being worked up for um, transplant. Um, and then um, people didn't work out for one reason or another. Um, my husband was diagnosed with kidney cancer when he was doing his workup for transplant. Um, and I mean, that was an emotional roller coaster on its own. I really didn't want him to donate to me because I was terrified, um, just terrified of the process. I, I wanted surgery to go well. And, and I'm thankful that he pushed that matter and he pushed that subject because we wouldn't have found out that he had cancer. And the doctor said, the, by the time he was showing symptoms, it would have been too late. Um, so we are incredibly grateful that that was caught early. And um, he had a partial nephrectomy. So part of his kidney was taken out along with the tumor. And uh, they keep a very close eye on him now. <laughs> so we're very <laughs> grateful for that. But yeah, I think it's, you know, people just sharing their story. Um, I think it's an easier way than just coming out and asking um, that you're looking for a donor. I mean, if if that works for you at just saying you need a donor and you're looking for a transplant, then I think you should go with that. But whatever you feel comfortable with, um, just doing that um, the best way that you can, whatever you feel comfortable with. And Don, what if people want to donate, um, but it ends up, you know, they're not a blood type match or maybe it's not a family member, so maybe it's a friend, and uh, they already know that their blood type doesn't match, um, but maybe there's other reasons why they can't donate. Um, can they still be a part of that and still donate? Well, in some areas, yes. Um, um, in fact, uh, I just heard, uh, and I can't, I can't give you the exact amount of transplants that, that took place or, or the amount of people that, that were involved in the transplants, but it's, it's a thing called the chain. Uh, and what it is is that somebody wants to donate a kidney to me and we're not a match, but it matches uh, another person in another city. And that person has a donor, and it doesn't match him, but it matches me. Mm-hmm. And so that that would be a, a two-way chain, I think that's what it's called, or maybe even a four-way change because it involves four people. But um, so they, they are doing that now. Um, it, there's some legal matters. You know, um, making sure everybody follows through with what they uh, they plan to, mm-hmm. um, and then um, you know it, it it gets large. Sometimes it it's quite a number, and like I said, it was fifty some I think wow. involved in this last 
largest chain they had going, and I think it was like six, eight months ago it, it finally terminated. They finally got everybody on that chain uh, transplanted and donated. And uh, and so, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's not inconceivable just because you're not a match. Now, the other thing I think we need to understand is that when we ask people, you know, especially loved ones, family members, friends, um, you know, lifelong friends, you know, when they when they hear us and 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 we we ask them, it's okay for them to say no. Yeah. You know, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we need to understand that um, not everybody's a donor. Mm-hmm. Um, not not everybody can emotionally handle that. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, we don't want hard feelings along the way with family members just because that person said no. doesn't mean they love them any less. It doesn't mean they don't want them to get transplanted. It simply means that at that particular point in time, uh, they, they just don't emotionally have it to, uh, to give. Mm-hmm. Because this journey in a transplant is just as much emotional as it is physical. Yes. And 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 in fact, uh, you know, I find that a kidney patient's journey is a three-stage journey. Uh, it's being treated as as a two-stage journey right now. It's just one that that doctors uh, they diagnose and prescribe, and the centers uh, they they take and uh, they fill the prescription uh, through dialysis and report back to the doctors. Well, there's a third side to that. In order for the patients to really get the full treatment they really need, and that's an equal side as the other two, and that's in the, the emotional side because it is highly emotional. Um, you know, I, I tease my daughter. I cry at the drop of a hat. Um, and... and uh, I told her that when I got transplanted, uh, she gave me all those girl hormones that caused me to cry all the time. I said, I can't help it. <laughs> and, she, and she said, Dad, no, I, I don't think so. I still got them. <laughs> but, but it's an emotional thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you're grateful, you're humbled, you're thankful. Um, you know, and, and for those... People out there who've lost a loved one, and uh, and taken and uh, uh, donated um, donated their their loved ones' uh, organs, um, just just know that uh, it's appreciated. Yes. You'll never understand. Excuse me. You'll never understand the extent of how it changes a person's life and uh, brings them back as close to whole as they possibly can. You are Um, so right, Don. And so, thank you. You know, thank you for your thoughtfulness, for your love for others. Um, You know, we'll try hard to... uh, to represent your family member the best we can along the way. 
always being grateful and thankful and certainly humbled. Um, Boy, I didn't expect this. Um, I want to thank, I want to thank, uh, Ashley and, and, uh, and, and everybody out there that's listening. Thank you for, for tuning in to us. And hopefully today you gained a little knowledge into, if you're looking for a transplant, you know, uh, you gained a little knowledge into the process. Uh, don't make it harder than it has to be. And caregivers out there, um, you know, uh, we we certainly thank you. Um, when uh, when this process of transplant happens, you know, the caregivers uh, kind of get a load really put on them because um, you're down for a while and and uh, things have got to be ultra clean and all that. So um, you know, it's 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 a it's a team thing when when this happens you got a team of doctors you got you got a you got a team of of caregivers you you have a a, t- a team of nephrologists you just you know it's a team mm-hmm. and you're a part of it and and so as we as kidney patients uh we need to pull our weight and do the things we need to do any last thoughts ashley I don't think I could say it any better than you just did, Don. Well, today, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, what it takes to uh, to ask somebody for a kidney. Um, hopefully it's, it's helped, um, but more than that, um, you know, be kind to one another. Uh, it's It's a crazy world out there. And uh, there's a lot of people that have needs. And certainly uh, kidney patients are part of that. Um, You know, so look around this world and see where you can help out wherever you can. And again, this is Ashley and Don thanking you for listening. And like I said, be kind to one another. We hope this week's show has provided you with valuable information and inspiration you can apply to your life. Keep in mind, anything said on this show is for educational purposes only. As always, we encourage you to write down your questions and take them with you to your health care provider. If you have any questions for us or would like to talk to one of our mentors at The Road Back to Life, please feel free to email us at mail at theroadbacktolife.com and we'll be happy to assist you. Now here's Don with this week's Thought for the Day. I am thankful to all who said no to me. It is because of them that I am doing it myself. Albert Einstein This is Steve Johan on behalf of Ashley and Don and the team at The Road Back to Life saying thank you for listening to The Road Back to Life with Ashley and Don and for allowing us to be part of your journey. For more information on The Road Back to Life, visit us at theroadbacktolife.com. Now, go out and be kind to one another.